Yo, what is up, ambitious listeners? So it is Dylan Price here. So a few housekeeping things, I guess, before we get started in today's episode. So today's episode will feature a last-minute Super Bowl prediction um, and an interview I recorded before the conference championship weekend with NFL draft prospect Kyle Duggar. It's a phenomenal interview. He's a phenomenal guy. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So kind of going to get right into that. Um, It got delayed because of I had the flu and then Kobe Bryant's untimely passing and tragic passing um, require that I do a tribute to that because of how impactful his legacy and his life was to me. So this interview now is coming out today and it'll also include my Super Bowl predictions. So we will get right into that after a brief word from our presenting sponsor. Anchor. So it is 5.17 p.m. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and I have not made a prediction yet, so I'm going to do a quick prediction before I lead into the Kyle Duggar interview, and pretty much going to keep it simple. Darwin Thompson is a friend of the show. Patrick Mahomes is an exciting 24-year-old quarterback who could win today and start a dynasty in Kansas City and begin to build a resume to be an excellent um, all-time great quarterback if he wins an MVP last season and then wins a Super Bowl today. Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches not to win a Super Bowl, could win his first Super Bowl. So for those reasons, I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, but I do not believe they are going to win simply because of how talented that 49ers team is. Um, from a coaching staff perspective, Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind. Robert Sala is an excellent defensive coordinator who's come up with a lot of different stunts for a four defensive lineman um, pass rush this year. I think that the different stunts and things he can do with that defensive line is going to create a lot of um, pocket breakdowns today. And I think that Mahomes is going to have to move around a lot. And if he can't get any receivers with separation today, I think he's going to rely on Kelsey a lot more than Tyreek Hill and some of the other wide receivers. And because of um, how good that defensive line is, I think that it's going to free up the linebackers. And coverage-wise, I think that they're going to be able to handle Travis Kelsey in that sense by maybe putting a linebacker and a corner on him or a linebacker and a safety on him and being able to double-team Kelsey. And I really think that a lot of those options is going to make it hard for Kansas City to absolutely, like, demolish San Francisco today. And then on the other side of the ball, Raheem Mostar and that running back by committee mentality and mantra that they have there is going to be able to keep the time of possession in San Francisco's favor and limit Mahomes' time on the field in order to keep him from doing a lot. I think Jimmy G is going to impress some people tonight because I think that Last week, or not last week, two weeks ago in the conference championship, only eight pass attempts. And then before that, he didn't have a lot of pass attempts in um, the divisional round. And because of that, I think that Shanahan is masterfully planning this to have Jimmy G just let loose tonight. Um, And with that said, so I think Jimmy G is going to light it up tonight. I think the defensive line for San Francisco creates a lot of opportunity and versatility for that defense and a lot of options. And with that said, I think the San Francisco 49ers will win the Super Bowl tonight and be the champs. But I am rooting for the Chiefs, friend of the show, Darwin Thompson. I hope that they pull it off for him. And I hope that I can then say that um, a gracious guest and good guy on the show is a Super Bowl champ. And I hope for Andy Reid that he wins the Super Bowl tonight. But um, I will be picking the Kansas City Chiefs 
as my team to root for, but my prediction is the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl tonight. On to the Kyle Duggar interview. He's a phenomenal guy from Lenora Ryan College, um, small school prospect, but the best school, small school prospect in this year's draft class. So enjoy that interview. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is a D2 safety who is firmly on the NFL radar. He has climbed and become one of the most promising and underrated prospects in this year's NFL draft class. His story is fascinating, and he is an absolute monster on the field. He won the Cliff Harris Defensive Player of the Year, which is the best small college defensive player of the year. He is no doubt going to have a ton of NFL success, and today, he joins Ambitious. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Kyle Duggar. Kyle, how is it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So starting from one of the most recent developments, the Cliff Harris Defensive Player of the Year, how does it feel to receive this honor? Oh, it was huge, uh, especially because uh, I didn't expect it, seeing as I only played seven games. So it was a huge recognition for me that they, uh, that they noticed me and recognize me for that award. I was super excited about it. Now, you just mentioned it. You only played seven games this past season, dealt with an injury, and how do you feel now after all of that? Um, I'm more so disappointed that I couldn't finish the season, especially with uh, with how, how well my team is playing. Uh, I feel like to be able to add along to them would have been great, but... Um, as far as health, I'm doing well. It's it's almost 100. Uh, percent The mobility's almost all the way back, and it's just uh, just swollen now. So I'm pretty healthy. Now, Kyle, you are a absolute monster of an athlete. You are, I guess, labeled as a safety uh, linebacker type as well, similar to. Um, a lot of guys in the NFL right now as strong safety. You're also a running back type, and you're also a returner. Which of those spots do you feel you're going to fit in the NFL? Uh, I feel like I'm going to fit best at a strong safety position just because it, it allows a lot of uh, different different things. It allows a lot of versatility on the field, a lot of different things, different styles in the defense, a lot of different uh different positions to play in in one really so I think strong safety is going to be the best for me now looking at some of your tape and watching some stuff about you reading into it more it's very apparent you are a lot better than a D2 level athlete how did you end up in a D2 college and why did you end up there rather than at a D1 university or at a higher level college um similar to that Similar to now, it's uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, um, or experience on the field. I guess you say um, I didn't play a lot up until my senior year. Um, I didn't attend hardly any camps. I, I think I attended one or two camps, and one of them was complete blotch, and the other one was kind of just you know a walking walk through. They weren't really looking to take anybody, and I didn't do very well anyway. So I didn't really have a lot of. A lot of history as far as what a recruiter could rely on and be confident in. I feel like a lot of the D1 schools weren't sure about it, so I uh, took my chance. And obviously, they continue to play football at the D2 level. Now, you absolutely tore apart the D2 level and really made a name for yourself because of your freakish abilities. And I've completely reiterated that because 
you were obviously a monster at safety and linebacker, but you were also a phenomenal returner. Can you get into how that role developed based on, you know, high school and how you flourished in that role? I actually didn't return any any uh, kicks in high school. Apparently, uh, hmm. I wasn't. You know, they didn't think I was capable of it. But um, in college, it was just kind of something they gave me the opportunity to do, and uh, it kind of felt natural to me, seeing as I played uh, running back at a, at a young age. So I was able to really um, have success at that, just based off of my God given. Um, ability and experience playing in the past. Now, you also play a little bit of running back as well. Kind of how did you fit in that role and how did you transition in that some of that into defense as well? Um, I played running back. It was kind of it was kind of just helping to get get involved in the game, I guess. Um, I I did only play one snap in college, but hmm. before that, I uh like I had a huge part in just being able to fill fill gaps when I'm coming down at the as a safety and also um, understanding kind of how how they think as far as cutback lanes and and where they want to go and how to read block. It helped me be able to kind of fill gaps maybe a little quicker than maybe somebody who hadn't had any experience with it running back position. Now you are. Going to go into the NFL as a strong safety, even a little bit of a will linebacker type, you are drawing a lot of NFL attention. How are you dealing with that, and how do you feel you are handling that? Uh, I think I'm dealing with it well. I mean, I'm just taking it for what it is. I'm not making making it anything bigger than, than what it needs to be. Um, I'm excited about it all, but at the end of the day, I'm still very focused on the task at hand, which is playing football and, and showing what I can do, showing my abilities uh, however I can within these next few months. But um, it's definitely something I, I think is very cool, and uh, I think I'm handling it pretty well, though. Now, when you mentioned a little bit of inexperience, but when did you start playing football? I started playing my first year. I was four years old. So you've been you've grown up with the game and developed in it and what kind of happened at high school that maybe hindered some of your development and even maybe even let you flourish more in college? Um, so I was a, I was a smaller guy coming into high school. And so, um, my school, the coaching staff didn't believe, or some of the coaching staff didn't believe in, uh, believe I was ready physically, um, to play, or I guess. So, uh, they kind of just, let me take the uh, regular the regular um, route and just play freshman football and then JV my sophomore year. I didn't really get an opportunity until my senior, my junior senior years. And um, so I feel like that helped me in the, in the future because it made me hungrier and it put a chip on my shoulder and it definitely increased my work ethic. Now you have been labeled by coaches, scouts, a lot of people as having one of the best work ethics, not just in this draft class, but in all of college in the past season and in your time there. You're a leader. You are naturally born leader. How do you feel that that has come to you, and is that something that you don't take lightly? I think for me, because I was always kind of a quiet guy, Mm -hmm. it was more of an example thing for me at first. I wanted to show that I uh, I wanted to always be 
doing things the right way and kind of showing my teammates that I was gonna that I was gonna try to do everything right and, and as best as possible. So as, as I got older, I kind of developed in the more vocal side, and as I needed to, you know, as I got older, I felt like it was necessary, and that kind of just came along with uh, what I already had. Took a lot of uh, pride in is trying to do everything right, trying to be the first in line, and, and trying to lead by example. Now you. Your coach was very fond of you, Lenore Ryan. Can you kind of talk about your relationship with him? Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, my head coach, Coach Cronick, he, he recruited me out of high school. He was at a smaller school, and uh, he was at a D3 school at the time, and he recruited me. But I, I uh, decided to go to Lenore Ryan instead of his, into his school that he was at currently. And he ended up being my head coach for the last two years of my best uh, two years of of my college career, so uh, I guess you could say we go way we go way back, you know. Um, and I was it was a pleasure having him and him bringing what he brought as far as structure and holding everybody accountable. And I really appreciate a lot of what uh, Coach Connor was able to do, help me do the, my last two years. Now, looking at some of your tape and film and everything, you make a lot of plays on the field, good sideline to sideline ability. One thing that really stood out to me is you are aggressive. There's a play, um, actually, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network put it on Instagram, and it was something that I used a lot for reference in this, just comparing it to some of your other film as well, is you will do whatever it takes. Even if you're not the one getting the tackle, you will pummel whoever's in front of you. Where did that freakish and... uh, aggressive ability come from on the field and how do you feel that that really is going to translate to the next level? Um, I feel like it, it's kind of something I just uh, I want to say maybe I just learned at an early age and it kind of just stuck with me um, just the point of attack um, really that 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 first blow I mean it, and it also kind of gets me going a lot of times in games it, a lot of times get my blood flowing and gives me more into the game, more focused. So I think it's something that I just kind of took with me and I've always been able to keep keep doing as I uh, grew or even at an early age. That was when I first learned it. And I think it's it's going to be really helpful at, a, at the next level. I feel like I'm going to have to definitely learn more technique as opposed to just being able to run through guys and or, or blow guys up on a, at a point of attack. But I definitely think it's still going to translate them. Um, Now, somebody that, you know, watching tape and everything that you project a lot to is a couple superstar NFL strong safeties right now, Jamal Adams and Derwin James, just because of your versatility. How does it feel that you could genuinely be competing against them within the next year? And also the fact that you are on a trajectory very similar to theirs to be premier strong safety at the next level. I mean, it's huge for me because that's definitely something with everything going on, even with the ride I'm taking, that's always something I've kind of looked to as long as I've been thinking of, of playing at the next level. It's always been uh, playing and, and becoming a elite level player at the next level as opposed to just making it there. So to be in consideration at this point, it's, it's huge for me. And um just kind of makes me want to go harder and continue to work towards, towards that goal of being able to compete with guys like that. So it's, is a huge, uh, a huge recognition. I, something I appreciate. Now, growing up, was there a player that really stuck out to you as somebody you wanted to emulate, or even just a player you idolized? 
idolized most, it was definitely Eric Berry. Um, as soon as I started playing safety, um, I immediately fell in love with his game. And I um, watched probably every tape and film I can get a piece of, uh, probably 50 times a piece. Um, also, I watched a lot of Ed Reed and, and Troy Palomalu's, um trying to, try to diagnose their games and trying to take what I can from their game. And um, more recently, I've been studying a lot more Sean Taylor than I have been in the past, but just all of those elite safeties, um, specific, specifically those three, along with Eric Berry, is just, uh, I feel like it was a huge advantage to be able to really study their game and try to, try to add it to mine. Now, growing up, was there a team that you rooted for a lot? Obviously, Falcons aren't in Final Four tomorrow, but we're recording this um, Sunday, actually morning now, um, of the Final Four championships, well, conference championships later today. Super Bowl prediction, who's going to be standing there fighting for the title? Uh, I think the 49ers are going to win it. And if they don't, maybe on the AFC side, who do you got going up against them? Now, looking forward to upcoming events, the Senior Bowl coming up, and you are going to be a participant. How does it feel to be from a small school and getting that representation to really make a name for yourself on a grander stage? Uh, once again, it's just, it just huge and really motivating for me. Um, something I really, I'm really anxious about getting to uh, compete with, with guys at, at a high level and we're considered to be some of the best players at a Cleveland level right now. So it's, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. And um, it's a huge honor for me to be able to get that invite and represent the D2 level. Now you have talked to teams, you know, gotten a feel for everything. Is there a fit that feels not maybe specifically team, you don't have to say a team at all, but is there a city, maybe area that you would feel best – Fit for? Uh, well, I say I, I will say I like I like playing in some heat. I say that, but as far as I'm um, a fit with the team right now, I, I really can't say. Uh, I know a lot of different teams have different plans. Mm-hmm. See me in different ways right now, so I just look forward to seeing how how their how that changes in the future and um. I can really just kind of put my stand and make my mark and open some eyes of what opportunities I will be getting here in the future. Now, prior to the senior ball, prior to the combine, what is the feel you've kind of gotten from teams on where you could go draft round or draft range? Um, I've gotten as high as second, as low as fifth. So to me, that's basically saying anywhere from second to undrafted. Um, 
to in my eyes, I feel like that really doesn't have hold any weight right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I definitely want to um, have a lot to prove as of now. I would say, like, I started to do some of my NFL draft research and stuff for the year before I prepare mock drafts. Somebody last year, Jalen Ferguson, Louisiana Tech, he was a, a – when I projected him, I thought he was going to be a mid-first rounder, maybe late first rounder, but a lot of guys thought maybe third round, fourth round. Um, before the combine, though, he was getting those same kind of grades, second to fifth round, and because he had a good combine performance, good senior ball performance, and a, from a small school, it rocketed up. And I strongly believe with the talent you have on the grander stage, I think that draft grade is going to get a lot higher. I think you're going to get a lot more consideration, maybe even for first round consideration so i'd say uh there's a lot of high hopes for you on so with that said who is kyle duggar off the field uh i'm really i'm pretty laid back i'm gonna be honest with you You can't tell already i'm uh i'm kind of more i'm I'm about business um so whenever i'm not doing anything related to, to football or whatever i probably just you know chilling I just left a movie, um, maybe playing video games and uh, just hanging out on, on some low-key type, you know, vibes. So I ain't really nothing, not spur- too sporadic outside of football off the field. Now, your coach personally has compared you to one of the best college players he's seen. You know, he's played with Champ Bailey and a lot of legendary players, and he said you're – on that level, how does do you feel that you can one day be on that level and be a Hall of Famer and be a legend in this game? I definitely have that. Uh, have that faith. I definitely have faith in, and confidence that I can be at that level uh, one day, and that's definitely the goal for me. That's that's kind of the only only goal as far as um, the big picture goes. So I definitely feel like that's a possibility, and. and have faith that I can work my way uh, to that point. Now, Kyle, a little bit of rapid fire here. I'm going to give, a, I guess, a couple traits, maybe not really accurately described, I guess, but on a scale of one to five, um, five being the best, one being the worst, I'm kind of going to see where you would rate yourself with these skills. Does that sound good? Yes, yeah, sounds good. So your football IQ. Leadership ability. Uh, four. Pass rushing ability. Mm, I go with three right now. Coverage ability. Uh, uh, zone or man? Uh, uh, zone first and then man second, I guess. Zone, I say a 4.5, and man, I say a three and a half, four. Uh, your tackling ability? Uh, four and a half. Uh, your sideline to sideline ability? Uh, I'd say five. And I think, and your, I guess, general playmaking ability? I'd say four and a half. And do you feel that you will be returning, do you, any possibility of you returning kicks at the next level? I definitely, if that's, if I get the opportunity, I definitely think I'm going to be 
I'm going to try to take advantage of that, and I feel like uh, I will have a chance. So, and at, say, yeah. at this time, where would you rate your returning ability? It's hard to say. I'd say uh, about a three and a half. Now, something that does stick out to me is you're very humble. I probably would have given you higher grades on just about everything there. And how do you feel that that humble, you know, keeping your head on your shoulders is going to translate to the next level where there's some guys who may be from even bigger schools who probably the same level, if not worse than you are, and they talk a lot more than you do and are a lot more confident and cocky. How do you feel that head on your shoulders is going to kind of catapult you above the rest? balanced out mm-hmm. I know um, I know for, for me um, actions speak a lot louder than words so um, just I think that's really going to balance me out and kind of keep me focused and, and moving forward as opposed to kind of jumping around when things get bad or when things get really good but continue to slowly to, to make sure I keep getting better and keep moving forward uh, in everything that I do as opposed to kind of uh, jumping up around and jumping up and down based off, you know, what I might say or or how things are going for me. Now, just something I don't even know if you have to respond to this or not, but you ran a 4-4-40. I, it was in my notes. I meant to bring it up earlier, but holy crap, for your size, for everything, that's very impressive. I got to just shout that out to you. That's really impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um... So, one question I do ask every guest, and there's another one at the end of this that I ask every guest, but how off the field, you mentioned on the field, your coaches and, and everything has been a big impact to you, but off the field, who has been the biggest impact to your life? Uh, I said, as a whole, my family has been the biggest impact, um, more so of my parents, um, just the, the, the role models they have been for me and how they've kind of showing me by by example on on how to conduct, conduct myself and how to act and how to take take care of business and things like that, how to work. So I say my parents first. Now you did mention off the field you're a laid back guy. What do you like to do off the field besides football and being a student in the game? Uh I like I like to catch movie every once in a while. I like to I might binge watch a, a Netflix series or two, and uh, I play I play video games quite a bit. So that's really it. Just hanging out, nothing. I don't really go out too much, but just uh, if I do like to go out, get out, get outside, it's more so just hanging at the mall or going to eat at some place or something like that. So Kyle, I asked this at the towards the end of every interview, but. It's a big question. Take as much time as you want for it. But what is the legacy that you want to leave? Mm. Um, honestly, I want to be uh, I want to be known as probably the one of the greatest players on the field. I want to be one of the greatest players at my position, whatever that may be, to play the game. Um, and and obviously, I want to be known as somebody who. Uh, not fond of burying their head and getting a lot of work done and, and putting in work and kind of uh, getting it out of the mud despite the circumstances and despite everything, the obstacles or whatever and adversity. Just kind of 
somebody to know, continue to push forward through everything and move move towards greatness, honestly. Now, Kyle, I've interviewed a handful of draft prospects, athletes on this show. By far and away, just talking to you, I can tell you're going to have a lot of success at the next level. You're humble, you're an absolute beast on the field, and I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on because I know you're going to be a superstar. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, So before we close out, the floor is yours. You can plug your social media, plug whatever you want, and just kind of end it out whatever, how you want. Uh, IG, WW2, that's E-R, two times with a two at the end. Um, Twitter, King Doug underscore three. Uh, Snapchat, King Doug three, no caps. And uh, give a shout out to, to my boys. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. It was a lot of fun to talk to you, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the upcoming draft process and more. Thank you. I appreciate it again. Once again, I want to thank Kyle Duggar for taking the time to come in Ambitious uh, a couple weeks ago, but it was a lot of fun to sit down with him and pick his brain on a lot of things prior to the Senior Bowl and Conference Championship, but... He excelled mightily at the Senior Bowl and is definitely going to be a top 50 draft pick this year. So good for him. He deserves it. He's a very humble guy and laid-back guy, and I'm excited to see what he can do at the next level because of how well he keeps um, his head on his shoulders and doesn't let his ego get too big. Also, this is one-year anniversary of Ambitious. Um, so happy one-year anniversary. Thank you to everybody who's tuned into even at least one episode and continued to keep this dream of mine alive. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow us on Instagram at Ambitious with DP and Twitter, or Instagram at Ambitious Podcast. Twitter is at Ambitious with DP. And you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. We have merch. DM me. Um, We're nearly sold out of this round of merch. We're going to come out with uh, more merch soon and maybe invert some of the colors. It's going to be cool. And enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. And tune back in next week for another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening.